Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Well, do you want to On talk that about this note, episode? Let You're us ready to laugh your ass off. Begin <laughs> the insanity. The insanity, Brittany. It's okay. This actually, okay. There's a lot of things that are insane. I want to talk. Okay, let's introduce whatever, but I want to talk yeah. right off the bat about who the director of this episode okay, okay, is. Okay, 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 stop, stop, stop. OMG. Stop, stop. okay 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 everybody welcome 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 to this episode of squint cast my name is kelly and i'm Brittany. and today we are going to be talking about uh bones season three episode 15 called the pain in the heart this my friends is a season finale Da, 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 da. Finale! Will we find out about Gormagon? 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 No spoilers! <laughs> okay, tell me who directed okay. this shit. So, who this guy named Alan Croker directed <gasps> this episode. Oh my god! He, I and- love him! Yes, so he is also the director of the series finales of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Yes, Star Trek Voyager, and Star Trek Enterprise. What else has he directed? Tramp at the Door. I've never seen it. It's just on this page. (laughs) What Bones episodes? Oh, Bones. Yes, yes, yes. Let me me tell you. I thought you wanted to. If it's who I think it is. Oh, yes. The man and the bear. <laughs> yes! Yes! Also, two bodies in the lab. Two bodies Woo! in the lab. The man in the SUV. Who cares? Man and the bear. Man and the bear. Man and the bear. <laughs> the girl in the gator. Oh my god, these are classics. The soccer mom in the minivan. Oh my god. <laughs> and now this one. And then he goes on to direct one episode in season four and two in season five. So, I I cannot. I thought you would I'm like so that. I'm so excited. I well I knew it was I knew there was something going on because of, and when you said it was him I was like, "Oh my god, Man and the Bear." It's my favorite episode still of all time, number 1, Man and the Bear. Everybody knows it. Still Kelly, shut the fuck up. Oh, 100%. <laughs> the next um, one though is Intern and the Incinerator cuz you know I love that one. Okay, fair. That is a good episode. I I like this episode, but there's a lot of anyway. We have to talk about why at the end of the okay. episode, but um, and then get ready it? to lose your mind, Stephen. Stephen Nathan, okay, who is actually one of the showrunners. So Ooh. he is him and Hart Hansen. They're the showrunners, right? So right. He actually wrote this episode um, along with 23 other episodes in all 12 seasons, but he wow. wrote two bodies in the lab. He wrote, so- he wrote soldiers on the grave, the man, soldier on the grave. Um, 
Mother and Child in the Bay, Headless Witch in the Woods. <laughs> oh, your favorite! That was yeah, I hated that episode. The Glowing <laughs> Bones in the Old Stone House. Oh my god! And then right. this one. I'm so... very curious. I'm very curious about how Alan Croker is that his name? Alan, Alan Croker and Stephen yes. got along. Because they are very different, and I feel yes. like, and they're, because you told me who the writer is and what they wrote in the past, it explains the tonal shifts, the tone, the weird tones in this episode. It's very yes. odd. And we will talk about it, because there's some shit going down that I'm like, you are not reacting appropriately, my friend. Yes. Okay. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh. Um, also just general like there's a couple things that i'm like this is a red flag why is Milan <laughs> reacting to this okay well oh. we're not going to get into that right now we're going to start no. by talking about this insane episode this season finale shortened season finale episode yes and i cannot wait to hear who your king and rats are okay i can't wait don't tell me now don't tell me now. i won't all right okay. start us off brit come on let's do it so first of all let's just remind our listeners where we were at at the end of the wannabe in the weeds the last episode that we that we talked about and that was Bo- boons is what i was about to say booth uh <laughs> was shot shot by mm. a lady named pam noonan who yes. was a wonderful, wonderful psycho stalker mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Brennan was just trying to say girls just want to have fun. So now we're on the opposite end of that. That has passed. Booth has passed. We are at <sighs> we are booth has passed. This past booth has passed. Oh my so god. So we are headed to, and by we I mean the lab people, the squints are headed to Booth's Booth's funeral. I can't speak tonight. This is going to be a fun episode. Oh, so yeah. They're headed to <laughs> Booth's funeral. So we have Zach, we have Brennan, we have Angela, Cam, Hodgins, Sweets. Except Brennan has no intention to go. She's there and she's trying to identify some like 500-year-old bones and she's like, I need to do this now for this family. And Angela's <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they've moved on. It's it's I think fine. They're okay. Brennan, you're you're <laughs> fine. Um, Angela pulls pulls Brennan aside and is like, "I need you to be there for me. Can you do this for me?" And somehow that convinces her to go, even though she's really upset because Booth has passed away and she as if she wouldn't go. Can't accept it. No, there's no way. There's no way. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Ridiculous. Anyway, Sweets is trying to explain her behavior he does this this whole episode it's really annoying very like it's just it's someone's close to you i understand why you'd be reacting the way that you are like stf f you okay seriously stf you sweets like step off leave me alone stop trying to understand me sweets (laughs) so they go to a funeral being held outside at a cemetery I guess this is they hold they're holding the funeral at the burial i guess is the idea here and caroline is the one who's giving a eulogy and at this moment when i was watching the episode i texted kelly wow 
I never noticed that Caroline has such beautiful eyes. Did you notice? <laughs> oh yeah, she has very light colored eyes. She's it's very nice for sure. Like light green. There. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch the episode, everyone. Her eyes are beautiful. <laughs> um, anyways, so there's. Do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about this scene because it's quite I, humorous. We're at the funeral. Yes. I just want to say. There's barely anyone at this funeral, okay? Where's Parker? Okay, where is his son? Where is Rebecca? Where's Cullen, his boss from the FBI? Was Agent Charlie there? Was Greenman, the FBI forensics dude there that's always on the scene with the glasses on? Not, um, no one. No one we know is there except for these jokers from the lab. And while Caroline's giving her eulogy and being very eloquent brendan is having these outbursts and like commenting on the eulogy like which is so inappropriate oh anyway so i didn't recognize anybody at this friggin funeral regardless there's gonna be this 21 gun salute they have all these uh guys dressed up in their military uniforms with their rifles and lo and behold there's this weirdo that the camera kind of pans to our friend alan the director pans over to this weirdo at the funeral who's carrying a single rose he's being sort of suspicious and then what's that what's that Brittany? i see a very familiar face who could it be could it be wearing a, wearing a hat and getting a rifle ready to shoot the rifle for the salute it turns out be... it's friggin booth <laughs> Which obviously it is because we're obviously here because as if he's dead from one shot to the friggin' right shoulder. Come on! We know that he was not dead too because we have the benefit of not watching this as it was being released. And also, there there's seasons twelve worth. seasons of this show, <laughs> and my that's what Greg goes. Greg's like he's not dead, right? Like there's a whole show. Like <laughs> I said, no, Greg, he's not dead. Anyway, he ends up Booth drops a rifle, starts chasing this dude. They have a fight boom 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 he starts to get the upper hand they hit the coffin that allegedly has booth's body in it of course the coffin falls over this dummy falls out brennan grabs uh one of the limbs that has fallen off his dummy to help booth out with this fight and knocks the guy clean out and then booth goes oh thanks brennan good shot and then she her face she looks oh. at booth she's so mad and she goes over to him and she slugs him right in the jaw and he falls to the ground it was pretty wild she storms it was off so awesome also, oh my god zach, zach and angela are too much angela is like what the hell is going on and zach just turns her is like they appear to be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zach. <laughs> Great observation. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, it's very okay. exciting. So thank God he's not dead. Thank God he's not dead. But he deserved that shot to the face. How does she not know that he was not dead? I mean, that leads us into our next scene because Booth is basically chasing Brennan, trying to keep up with her back of the lab walking yeah. out of brennan's office and he's explaining how he told the people at the bureau that he gave them a list of people that were supposed to be informed that he was actually not dead and yeah. it's not his fault and blah 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 and hodgins is there and cam is there and angela's there and 
Zach is there. It's like a whole thing. She's just going. Exactly. She's like basically ignoring him, trying to just yeah. go onto the platform. Swipes yeah. her card, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like ridiculous. Like he's just trying to explain it away. I know they're bickering, 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 and he. This is where he finds out that she wasn't going to go to his funeral, even though she knew she thought he was dead. He's like, "You weren't going to go to my funeral? Like it's so funny." And he's like, "Oh, that I thought you weren't crying because you knew I wasn't <laughs> dead. You knew I wasn't dead. <laughs> so not only was she not gonna go, like uh, not only was she not crying, but she just wasn't even go gonna go at all." And then and Sweets also... does the thing where he's like, "Oh, you guys, she punched you because she has passionate feelings," and she's like, "Fucking shut the fuck up, Sweets." Yes, a hundred percent. He's like. <laughs> He's trying to. Ex he is so obsessed with their relationship. Oh my god! He's being a bit much in this episode, but that's I fine. Agree. I agree. And then Zach is like, out of nowhere, is like, mm. Doctor Brennan, someone left a package for you. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, they open this package that's addressed to Doctor Temperance Brennan, and inside they find a mandible and two silver screws. So speculation: Gormagon is back. Gorgonzola <laughs> has returned. Bum 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 bum. Finally. I know. When was the last time we had a, a Gormagon so episode? So long ago. It's so ridiculous. This is, right. the, this is the serial awesome. killer that's supposed to be the arc for Listen. season. First, let's... Okay. Then we have our intro, just like you alluded to, with a... Okay. okay, so they have a cannibal secret society serial killer running around killing people. How long has it been? I think it's been like a year of this. Where's my phone? Where's I'm, I'm trying to find out what the last episode was because that's crazy to me. <laughs> Like, there's no sense of urgency about this whole situation. Like, sense of urgency slash is the last episode that we saw that had him in it, or sorry, that had uh, Gormagon in it, was when that guy who was like, I don't need your protection in his big mansion got it was taken. Night on the Grid. Was that Night on the Grid where he's... Night on the Grid um, has to do with Russ was facing a parole violation when Amy showed up fucking amy remember amy and her cystic fibrosis oh my kid. god <laughs> yes um i'm just looking here oh yeah because remember she goes in her house and there's blood all over the envelope and shit 
Yeah, I barely remember that episode. It feels like it was seventeen thousand years ago. It does feel like a really long time ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, the night on the grid. Oh, I forgot about that episode because me too. The last that I remember, that what was he called? He was like, um, he wasn't a lawyer. He was a uh, some politician. Oh, that the he one... got taken at the end of the episode. That he the, he's the... a lobbyist. Yeah, so the intern, Gormagon's intern, was waiting, or not intern, apprentice. Apprentice, was whatever. Waiting, was waiting inside the the closet for him. Anyway, so we'll they... talk about the closet guy later, but regardless. Yes. We, we have ourselves a Gormagon episode. So how has this not been all over the news until now? <sighs> it's just now that Sweets goes on the on the television and he is talking about how this is the fifth known victim in the gormagon murder blah 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 but they already knew that this guy was in the wind like he was missing i don't understand what purpose this serves interviewing sweets like wouldn't an fbi pr person be doing that but even then, why are they talking about this guy when they haven't even got a suspect? Like, they don't even have anything on the guy. Yeah. It's very well, weird to me that they would be going in public and talking about it this openly on television when they have yeah. nothing and just scaring the shit out of people. Yeah. It's not like when, remember the Bruce, Bruce MacArthur murders? I think we talked about this last time we talked about Gormagon. Yeah. But that was like, they only brought it to the public's attention when it became evident that people were in danger. Right. But I don't think people are in danger here because the murderer is specifically <sighs> so convoluted on specific people. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. They turn it off because Cam is like, okay, whatever. I've seen enough. Like I don't need to see sweets talk about Gormagon anymore. <laughs> and then, so they're kind of, they're like, okay, well we kind of have a bit of a problem because we need to investigate this murder, but the platform like our forensic platform is also a crime scene because that's where the mandible that's where the package was given so we have like a like a where do we go from here kind of situation they call it a paradox so booth ends up just being like you know what we need identity first so let's go for it i guess he kind of gives them free reign and then they just barge onto the platform. It was like, so oh, funny. Okay. Like once they <laughs> cam's like, okay, what do you need booth to start this investigation? Cause he's in a quandary. Like, okay, how yes. do I let them on the platform to do their to their investigation? But I don't want them to compromise. I don't know why this is a crime scene. Honestly, it's just like where evidence showed up. I don't know why it would be considered a crime scene. Maybe somebody with more experience in this area would be able to tell me. But yeah, when they when they barge onto the platform, it made me laugh. I love that scene because he's like, I need an identity. So Cam goes, OK, let's go. So they burst through the yellow tape and they all like start like rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. They're all discussing about what to do. And Boots like being completely ignored. And he's like, OK, guys, I guess just call me when you find something. And he's like leaves. Also, question. I have yes. a question. I do too. So I wonder if our question's the same. Go. 
When we arrived at this, the J.I., when Booth and Brennan were bickering about the funeral, he was wearing his uniform from the funeral. Yes. Then they found the box with the mandible and the screws. Then Booth's wearing jeans and a leather jacket and a T-shirt. Is it the same day? For sure the same day. I suspect that he changed at the lab. That was my thinking. Why? Is his clothes in his car? I have questions like this. Also, they literally just, this is my whole thing. They literally just had this funeral for Booth. They should be out getting drunk together because they're so happy he's not dead. Like, they should just be like, woo, and just having a party. They shouldn't be at work. Like I feel like they feel so betrayed by him right now. Nobody else, nobody does. Just Brennan. Everybody else is fine with it. Fair. Okay, my question was not the same. My question was... What's your question? isn't, Isn't this an easy crime to solve? Why don't we just look at the cameras that are probably all over this building and find out who put that box there also yeah it did wasn't there was there an address on it oh it was just just her her name name it was on the platform (laughs) and the platform requires a key card to get onto it so not even that it's like they would have okay okay then i have more questions after later okay yes okay next let's go i know sorry because the next scene is insane um okay (laughs) i love this scene okay so (laughs) brennan the next scene booth is taking a bath and he has this like helmet thing on so that his beard doesn't get cold and he could just a beer helmet (laughs) so he's wearing a beer helmet he's lounging (laughs) in the tub with not enough bubbles and Brennan no is breaking and entering into his apartment. No, she barges is in, barges in the door, barges yeah. in, yes. and is like, "What the hell? Why did you not tell me that you were dead?" And is like so upset with him, and he's like, "Oh my god, how did you get in here? Why are you? Why are you in my bathroom right now?" Anyway, it obviously is not very long after he was shot because he still has like the has he has his... a bandage. Yes. A little bandage on his shoulder. Kind yeah. of shoulder. He is also smoking a cigar, which Okay. Okay. Brittany. <laughs> he has I'm ruining a beer. This. Listen, tell me. He has a no, I you're not. I just want to point out while you're saying this. He has a beer helmet on. He's smoking a cigar. There is a record player in his bathroom playing rock and roll music. He's yes. reading a comic book. I'm like, okay, we get it. He's a bachelor. Like, really? <laughs> it's over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> There's no way Booth takes baths, first of all. Second. He might. No. No. Not unless he has sore muscles. He's a muscles. shower kind of guy. He's definitely a shower guy. I would ask yeah. David Boreanaz himself. Do you prefer showers or baths? What about you? Do you prefer showers or baths? Uh, here's the thing about me. I prefer showers. Same. Big time. I, I actually you know don't why? like the bath. I'm, I feel bored in a bath i feel yes okay great 
now That's what? same with me and then i'm like not that comfortable either i'm not like you go through that I can just all of this you go through all the fucking rigmarole you clean the tub you got the salts you got the hot water you wait for it to fill up and then you sit in it and you're like okay now what plus i spent my whole childhood in a i was very poor growing up i'm very poor right now as well just so you know i was very poor and i we used to only have baths. It didn't have a shower growing up. We shared the okay. bath water and it was like, I'm not a bath person. I have an aversion to them. I'm just not, I, I, I think exactly what you said about getting bored. Like I can't just sit there. I can't turn my, I can't turn my brain off. So then I I'm can. just sitting there and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, I gotta do shit. Let's go. Okay. Even like I, I, find, I love reading. Like I love reading in bed, but yes, reading in the bath. I don't know. I have to be in like a specific mood. Like if if Mark were to run a bath for me and like set it all up for me, that's a different story. Yes. But I'm not gonna go out of my way to like. And I would like that, but I'm not gonna go out of way out of my way to set up my own bath. Greg loves okay. baths. Mark does too. My ex boyfriend. I would run him baths all the time. Well. To each their own, crazy. I guess. So why do you have a hot tub? I like the hot tub. Hot <sighs> tub, I don't mind. Because I can kind of like swim around in it. I don't sit still. I just like bounce from one thing to the, the next. There's four <sighs> different jets. Okay. I just move around. Anyway. So tell me why Brennan's mad. For very long. Okay, Brennan oh, is pissed. Is she is like, okay, no, this is not the point, Booth. You're telling me that you told other people to tell me that you were alive, but... That's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to pick up the phone and tell me that you're alive. You've always broken protocol for other things to make sure I was safe and be, communica be communicative with me. Why is this an exception? So he's like, fine, next time I dial, pr I promise I'll tell you. Like, jeez. <laughs> no, the funniest part is that he gets mad at her and back. He's reacting to her being yelling at him. So he stands up in his bathtub. He's <laughs> totally naked. And he's like, I took a bullet for you. And she goes, yeah, once. Once. That's not, you know, that only goes so far. And he's standing there with everything out. He's out and about. And she's like, she looks at him and she looks at his dick. Obviously, she oh, looks yeah, at his dick fully. a few times. A few times in this scene. Definitely. And she says, like, do you want a towel? And he doesn't. He just sits back down no. in the bathtub. Yeah, he's, like, just so annoyed. They're they're having this moment where, in my mind, as much as I hate what Sweets is saying, it's so true that she is, like, she, this moment, this experience where she thinks that he died really yeah. shows how much she cares about him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway anyway it's a hilarious scene he well is, it's not like just that said. but he because after he sits back in the bathtub he capitulates a little bit to her he bends to her a little bit and says admits that he should have told her that he wasn't yeah. dead and he he asks her do you want me to find out why you weren't told and then she does this thing where she's like well you know if it's important to you go ahead like she's very like yeah. uh that's a very weird way to get attention it's a kind of a manipulative way codependent way to get attention and then he's yeah. sitting there in the bathtub, opens up his comic book, and she's like, what are you reading? Like, they're just like, and he's, he's like, totally I'm reading naked. a novel. I'm reading a novel, he says. <laughs> it's more like a graphic novel, okay? 
like get off get off of and me then, man and then she's like i'm i commend you for your non-puritan like she's basically complimenting <laughs> like, him for not being shy about being naked in front yes of her. <laughs> it's so funny but he's she's seen him naked before I'm also pretty sure. it's david boreanaz of, as if he'd be shy about being naked definitely not give me a break you know who you're dealing with exactly <laughs> oh my god anyway uh, the scene was hilarious no why are you sorry the scene was hilarious it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous so funny, so funny. We, we get back to the lab and we have this we have this experience with zach and hodgins and cam and they're trying to look at this mandible and the markings on the mandible to figure out the tooth marks or what was going on they come to the conclusion that the that the cannibal or the person who is eating the flesh off this mandible must have been wearing dentures. They think homemade dentures. And yeah. they also get the DNA results back. And it's that of the lobbyist is the word I was looking for before. So yes. They've confirmed that it was, in fact, the lobbyist that yeah. saw being taken by the apprentice. The last time we saw a Gormagon episode. Stabbed while he was putting his coat away. <clears throat> like, poor guy. Anyway, so they think that they can do some experiments to figure out more about this uh, this set of dentures. They want to recreate the plastic cannibal dentures. Um, Cam... It's so funny how far she's come from when she first started the lab and she's like, stop doing experiments. You can't do experiments. And now she's like, okay, you want to do an experiment, don't you? Yeah, go. Go do your experiment. <laughs> I just have to say, Cam is being... First, she calls Boots to say, we got the DNA results. He's draining his bath. I guess yes. Brennan had just left. She's like, what's that sucking sound? He's like, shut up. And he hangs up on her. Like, he's all I upset. I forgot about he, that. He just had this weird interaction with Brennan. And now Cam's giving him a hard time. And he's all mad. But then Cam is, I just have to say, she is so weird in this episode. Her character yes. is, uh, I don't know who she is in this episode. Because she's very like, ah, oh, you go ahead, you two. You go make your serial killer dentures. Have a good time. She's like, she's being very um, jovial and like, oh, it's okay. Oh, we got a crazy serial killer, right, guys? Waka, waka, waka. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what, what, she's what? like director, uh, the director of this forensics lab, man. Like, get it together. I'm just realizing, I'm, because every episode that we've talked about, I've been talking about how few times Zach and Hodgins have had scenes together in the last, like, the whole season, basically. Right. But this scene, in particular, is kind of mm. a bit of a throwback, because I can't remember the last time they did an experiment together. They were so excited, chomping at the bit to do this. It was so funny, because the way they were like, can we, can we, can we please, can we please? Like, they were acting like kids asking to get ice cream or something there is so yes. funny about it <clears throat> i'm also realizing i think the last time was when they took the turkey and used the <laughs> gelatinous matrix which was like four episodes ago, so it wasn't that long ago <laughs> no it wasn't that long ago you're right but still it does they have not been together for many experiments this season so it just seemed like a little out of place, but welcomed, I guess, that they're doing this because it's a little childish, but very sweet. 
that they're getting along and enjoying each other's company. Okay. Do you want to take this away? Talk about us going down to the basement of the Jeffersonian? Right. So well, after we leave They're this, off getting their experiment ready. They're Sorry. doing their experiment right. The tone is very strange. So next we have Sweets. <clears throat> He's down in the Gormagon. Gormagon. Is that how you say it? Gormagon. Gormagon. Gor- Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. <laughs> uh, so Sweets is down in the vault, the Gormagon vault with Booth and Brennan. And Sweets is encouraging them to put the jawbone they received into the skeleton that they have in the vault. And yes. Brennan's like, screw that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then Sweets, I agree, is very annoying in this episode where he keeps asking them during their conversations, did you see me on TV? Did you see me on TV? Did you see me on TV? And I was like, Isn't that great? <laughs> they don't care about him being on TV no. at all. And then this is where Sweets finds out that <clears throat> Brennan burst into Booth's bathroom and Booth was naked and blah, 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 blah. And He's judging Booth because he was naked in the bath doing things. And, and Booth's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, she burst into my bathroom and yeah. judge me for being naked in my own bathroom. Like, no, we can't do that. I then agree. Swing back to the experiment room with Hodgins and Zach. And they're trying to recreate the homemade dentures using a particular chemical compound and that apparently was found in the jawbone and they're doing a bunch of science talk uh, and while they're doing the science talk booth and we switch back to booth and brennan and sweets they're all talking about how brennan saw booth naked and then we switch back to the experiment room where hodgins is with zach and he's going to hand some chemicals to zach after they have this little thing where zach is insisting that he do the actual handling of the chemicals and the physical mixing. So Hodgins says, you know, whatever, I guess I have to suck this up because you've been declared king of the lab by everybody. So he accepts it. Zach is behind one of those protective screens. He's wearing protective gloves. Everybody's all suited up. Then he puts mixes some powder into another compound in front of the screen. And then all of a sudden, bang, there's a huge explosion. And everybody's freaking out, starts running towards the experiment room. And Hodgins is fucked up, but then they look over at Zach and he's so messed up. His hands are almost completely blown off his body. It is so horrifying. Like, it's wild. Your heart just sinks because Zach, as weird as he is, he is, he's a favorite. Like, he has been, at least for the first two seasons, he was such a sweet character and someone that you really really grew to love in my opinion i think a lot of people grew to love him so it's really sad to see him in this insane predicament he uses his hands for his job so this could be a career ending Mm -hmm. moment for him terrible So we end up at the in the icu and brennan's there sitting beside the bed and booth is standing with her um zach is obviously laying in the hospital bed they're trying to figure out how this possibly could have happened yeah um angela hodgins and cam come by zach has severe injuries it becomes it becomes apparent at least during this scene that this is not the kind of um injury that he can recover from without having to use a prosthesis in the future right so anyway so they're just 
you can tell Hodgins is really upset because he feels like he's done something wrong because he well, feels he's trying, trying to, to figure science, out how it could happen. Yeah. He's sciencing his way around it. He's like, okay, what the hell did we do? How do we mix it? Blah, blah, blah. But they, Booth's like, you know what? Let's not talk about this now. Like, let's let him rest and all this. So they all decide yeah. to have a schedule so that they can have a rotating, rotating visitation from everybody. Yeah, and which Zach is say, like, that's not necessary. Like, you don't need to be here every moment, Cam. That's really nice that you want to be. Very nice of Cam. Her voice also in this moment, Cam, goes up an octave. Like, she starts talking very sweetly. And it's just like, yeah. Cam, you are unrecognizable, A, B. Yeah. Where is Zach's huge family? Like, where is his family in this moment? Well, I feel like this is like immediately after it happens. We don't see them at all through this whole episode. So I agree with you yeah. that it's unrealistic that they wouldn't show up for him. Yeah. But Cam, I I will say, I think Cam showing that she really cares about Hodgins and using this higher pitch voice didn't surprise me because I thought they kind of built up to this throughout the season that, that she's become very close with him. A lot yeah. of the work Hodgins hasn't been with him as much. It's been right. a lot of scenes of Cam and Zach and Cam and Zach, and Cam and Zach. So yeah. I think she's going to take this particularly badly, especially since she finally just let up about them doing experiments. She's like, okay, yeah, go ahead. No problemo. So mm. Zach won't be alone. He's never going to be alone. Never. Someone is always going to be with him <laughs> because everyone is so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> So Brennan kisses him on the forehead and then leaves and Angela and Zach are left there. Just the two of them at the end of the scene. Yes. Oh my God. So it's awful. Back at the lab. Back at the lab. This, back at the lab. this episode moves very quickly. I don't know if you want to yep. talk about this next scene or if you want me to. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of an interesting, fun scene with Sweets and Hodgins. Hodgins, uh, Sweets is hanging out with Hodgins while Hodgins is trying to figure out what went wrong. And this is where we learn that while Hodgins is trying to figure out what went wrong, we look over this. I love this little, this, it was an interesting director, directorial kind of switch over. Because while Hodgins is over there figuring out the chemicals, we learn that there's a guy from the FBI doing the exact same thing, like right next to him. But Hodgins doesn't trust him. He's like, screw that, you know. I don't trust the FBI. He's being, he's talking all his paranoid talk, right? It's really, and so really loudly. Funny. He's it's not so keeping funny. this quiet. This then guy Hodgins is like, what's your problem? <laughs> I know. But no, the FBI guy I thought was great. He was uh, awesome. He was just... I thought he was so fun. And then Hodgins is like explaining to Sweets why he's paranoid. And then we do a rundown and he's not wrong. He's talking about secret societies and cannibalism and all these things. And yeah, we have a serial killer on the loose is doing all this stuff, right? Yeah. And then he figures out that there was a different chemical agent mixed into the stuff that they were using when they were, you know, doing their experiment that wasn't supposed to be there. And yeah. then the FBI agent like <laughs> Hodges doesn't want to say what it is to the FBI guy, but then the FBI guy goes, it's this, it's this chemical. And Hodges goes, yeah, it is. So they agree that it's the same. It's kind of good. They had two people agreeing that it's the same uh, yeah. chemical, you know, it was good, but it's also at this, like, it doesn't answer why. No, it's, it's very, very weird. It's kind of left. 
it's very strange that this come apparently i don't know i don't know from chemicals but apparently it's very strange that this particular blend of chemicals would be together anyway exactly so well so we're there's a little bit of a filler that uh, to me the the b plot of this episode is finding out why brennan wasn't told the booth was not dead that was kind of our b plot the b plot (laughs) isn't just that it's booth and brennan's relationship it's like it's all about this thing where this dynamic they're figuring out how important they are to each other yes which obviously we all know and have known for the last three seasons but okay obviously obviously finally catch on maybe they'll finally make out anyway so (laughs) we'll finally get together so sweets is just chatting on the phone and he's telling uh, he's talking to someone on the phone saying to cancel his patience and yeah anyway so booth is like hey like get your ass over here we're gonna talk to brennan right now so they go (laughs) and booth is like you need to tell her like tell her right now and sweets is like what are you talking about okay fine i'll tell her says booth and so it, we find out that the list that Booth had had given to the Bureau mm-hmm. of people that he wanted to know that he was alive was mm-hmm. given to Sweets. And Sweets <laughs> made the decision not to tell Brennan that he was alive. Yeah. And once she finds this out, she's like, oh, it was a national security issue? Yeah, you know what? That was a good choice. <laughs> I was able to handle his death, no problem. And Booth is like, what the hell? Booth is trying to get Brennan to punch Sweets the way she punched him at the funeral. Yes. She's like, give him a deck him. Give him a punch. Go for it. Because he lied to you. Anyway, it's really funny. But then logically, like, Brennan's like, yes, I understand. I compartmentalize. He made the right decision. And Booth is so, like, he can't believe this is happening. He's flabbergasted. While they're having this bickering. Cam interrupts him and says, you got to come to the Gorgonzola vault right now. And then Sweets tells Brennan some, again, he does this stupid thing where he's telling Brennan that Booth is trying to seduce her with all this offers of pie all the time that she keeps refusing. They all go down to the vault, but as everyone goes ahead of them, Brennan pulls Sweets aside. I absolutely love this, love this scene. It's so, this again is about booth and brennan's relationship i really like it because she says to him you think i don't know an experiment when i see one she's like we she basically says i know that you didn't tell me because you were experimenting to see how i would react we agreed to let you observe us we made a deal with you and I'm not, you can't do that again. Like she's saying, don't do it. Cause yeah. if, if Booth knows that you did that, he's going to beat the hell up out of you. And yeah. you're not going to like that. So I think Sweets got the message this time. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Oh yeah. Sweets. But also this is kind of part of the experiment. Like the way that she's reacting, being like, listen, it's nice that you think that you could get away with this, but you can't like you're, this game is over. I well, love that. it's it is the also put him in this place, but she put him in this place. But it's like if he fucks up again, he she he's not gonna have access to them. So yes. all this fun and games isn't gonna because sweets in this episode, and we'll talk about it later. But I'll say it here. Yes, he's a little bit. He's acting a little bit too. 
like big first britches he's just yeah. like acting too he's very arrogant he's pretending he's the smartest person in the room you know not even pretending he's at he believes he's the smartest person in the room well he has the arrogance of someone with the education that he has but he's never at really 22 years this. old yeah Fuck so me. he's the his personality in this episode is how you would expect him to have been all along but he's never been this person so it's it's totally out of character so o m g oh my god <laughs> what happened so cam has them enter the vault and the skeleton is gone mm. and they're like how the hell could the skeleton be gone there's sensors everywhere there are cameras everywhere excellent point how did the mandible get on the platform to begin with sweets anyway so turns out that everything was working fine everything was working fine the explosion happened once the explosion happened this the computer the computer system went completely down so all the cameras everything went completely down security was all shut off yeah exactly security was all shut off all the guards because it's a chemical accident had to go and attend to that scene to make sure that there's no loss of life so at that time between 1203 and 1218 so 15 minutes gorbagon's lab was completely defenseless and so they they come to the conclusion during the scene which is absolutely bonkers uh -huh. thank you season finale of season three <laughs> that the person who stole this um skeleton had to have been someone who works at the lab or it was an inside job so they yes. were working with somebody in the lab too because all they also noticed or they mentioned that the loading dock was open yes yes security systems down so they think the explosion was a diversion so that the person could remove the skeleton so exactly it's crazy and then absolutely insane Booth gets on the horn with the FBI and says, okay, bring my own team here because this place is compromised. Yeah. My question is why wasn't that done in the first place? I, I, I think at first that they, I, I think at first they were there, hmm. but then Booth dismisses them because like the mandible was on the, on the platform and there were a couple fbi guys that were no but some... i mean when they first got the vault in the first place they should have had oh. the fbi all over it like yeah you would think so it's and weird you... that the fbi should have had its own forensics team as well working the area the yeah, whole time together like yeah in the lab i agree i agree <sighs> Shit. you come up with excellent points so <laughs> Cam is walking through a couple hours later. Cam is walking through the vault with some forensic guy and also Caroline. So uh -huh. Caroline's there and Caroline is like, listen, she calls her Dr. Soroyan. She doesn't call her Cam. Mm. She says, Dr. Soroyan, if you need to discuss anything with the techs, don't talk to them. Come talk to me and I will deal with them. And mm -hmm. that's when Cam is like, oh, my God. Like, I get it because I was a cop. But, like, am I a suspect? Are the people in the lab suspects? 
The fact that Cam is acting, of course they are. Cam of is course. acting like she doesn't know what's going on. They literally said it was an inside job, and she's yeah. at, everybody's ass going, "What do you got? What do you got? Did you find anything?" And Cam and Caroline's like, "Get the hell out of here!" Yeah, Cam gets all pissed off and storms off, and is like, "Okay, well, use your like thirty agents that you have here then to find something, like solve this case." <laughs> like, okay, Caroline with the nice eyes, get it done. <sighs> Cam is not being herself. No, she's not. But I can see why she might be flustered. Okay. We sure. end up at the Royal Diner. And do you want to talk yes. about this? Listen. Oh, I have a couple of things here. Booth and Brennan are at the diner. Brennan, uh, they're having coffee. And Brennan keeps talking about how Booth isn't ordering any pie. Why doesn't he have any pie? Get some pie. She, he's like, shut the fuck up. I don't want any pie. Leave me alone about the pie. Sweets walks in with a bunch of, I assume, confidential files of all the Jeffersonian staff, specifically Brennan's team. Yeah. And basically, and Brennan's like, are you spying on us? It's like, well, no, everybody's a fucking suspect. So then Sweets says he thinks Hodgins is Gormagon. Which is... Brennan seems wow. not that insane no <laughs> brennan is so upset about this and she like takes off basically yeah and so does booth booth's like you know screw you sweets and sweets is like what you we gotta find this guy he's a serial killer it's like yeah you should have been finding him months ago <sighs> yes so they abandon Sweets at the Royal Diner again. This is a, like the second episode in a row where they just leave Sweets alone in the diner with a bunch of files that are confidential from his yeah. like psych evaluations at the Jeffersonian, but whatever. He, Sweets has been right so many times before though. And when I'm watching this scene, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It actually makes mm -hmm. sense what Sweets is saying. Like, it, it mm -hmm. doesn't seem out of left field at all. And Kelly doesn't like Hodgins, so he must be a killer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even I didn't think Hodgins was the killer. But anyway. No. It, it all makes sense, but it's like almost too perfect. But this it, is like... where. Yeah, no, I agree. But this is this is this is where the, the show takes a turn and it starts being very like there's a there's another like a there's a movie it. like a movie like this where it's like everyone's a suspect uh-huh it's like hercule poirot or agatha christie like one of those like they're being paranoid and they're whispering in corners about each other and like it it, it just happens like it's a funny sort of transition into this place of like paranoia oh yeah anyway i think it's interesting. that's exactly what's happening here he, <laughs> sweets points out that this would have to be done by someone very calculated yeah and that he, booth questions that it could be hodgins because zach is disfigured because of this explosion because he booth is saying well they're like zach and hodgins are very good friends zach hodgins would never do this to zach but yeah. sweets is not so sure that that's the case that she, yeah. he has this different view of hodgins yeah. So anyway, we're going to see what happens. And we go back at the lab. Back at the lab. Now so we, we get find... this other conversation. Yes. Go. And you tell me more. 
oh, just Brennan and Booth go back to the lab and Cam comes and talks to them. And then Brennan says to Cam, she goes, Sweets thinks Hodgins is a killer. And Cam's like, yeah, that makes sense because he's trying to take the suspicion off himself. So Cam thinks it's Sweets. And they're Which all is, like, oh, yeah, because this happened and that happened, A, B, C, D. And it was just new. like, oh, my God, you guys are crazy. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. Like, Sweet says what he says, and I'm like, okay, no, it can't be Hodgins. Like, that's I love, I love how they all suspect each other. I think it's great. Yes, I think it's great. It's very interesting. Sweet's just coming in at the beginning of this season and then being them thinking it could be that he could be Gormagon. I'm like, maybe that makes sense. Like. Anyway, so so we're going to go, we're going to stay at the lab. We're going to be in Cam's office. And this <laughs> seems like perfect time for this conversation to happen. It is pitch black in her office. Apparently she doesn't work with lights anymore. And Hodgins knocks on the, knocks on, no, he, he doesn't knock. He just kind of walks no. in and stands there. She wishes that he had knocked. Is yeah. um, Hodgins scares is standing the there, out scares of the shit out of her. Exactly. So she he is aware that people suspect that he is Gormagon and he does not take that very lightly. He has found something in his testing that has that basically traces back to something happening where he lives. And it's it becomes where very... the jawbone was boiled. He says, yes. basically, this can be, this area of the city is where you will find this kind of water with that chemical composition. Exactly. And it's right that around where he lives. specific tap water. Like, literally, yeah. that's his neighborhood. Yeah. So, he's like, listen, Cam, I could have kept this to myself. She's like, oh, yeah, but then it would have made you look guilty. And he's like, yeah. But I could have just left my neighborhood out and I could have done this, but I'm trying to help. And if you need me, I'm going to be at my station. And I'm going to keep helping. And then that's about it. That's their conversation. And it is so creepy. They're really trying Very to lay creepy. on that it's Hodgins. Well, Hodgins is like putting himself like, yes, I'm just telling you, you know, if I was a suspect, would I come and tell you this? Like he's trying to sort of absolve himself, but also Cam's like, yeah, but the it would be good to tell me to sort of like make you seem innocent. And it's just like very exactly. interesting, even though Cam thinks it's sweet. So it's still a creepy conversation in the dark because apparently she doesn't work with lights, as we said. So mm. after their conversation with Cam, presumably now yes. Booth and Brennan have gone yeah. back to the Royal Diner yes. and they meet up with sweets. They don't meet up with him. They well, ambush they kind of him. Ambush him, exactly. They ambush him. And they started to ask him some questions. They're like, hey, <laughs> where were you after the explosion? What were you doing? Why were you doing this? Why were you doing that? And then he, he catches on. He's like, oh, oh, what I did after the explosion, I went into I went down to the vault. I stole the silver skeleton and oh yeah, no, I, I'm Gormagon's apprentice. That's why I did all these things. And they're like, oh, like, I guess we can lock you up. Was that a confession? And he's like, what the hell? Like, hey, you're going to have to, you're insane and you're projecting and you're going to have to, like, if you want to take me down to the station or whatever, like, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go without a fight. So 
Like, what's your problem? He kind of, he's very offended that they would think that he could possibly have done something like this. It starts at, uh, it starts out as all fun and games. And then he's like, oh, like you guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And then we cut to the hospital. Hodgins is meeting up with Angela there. They're trying to convince him to take some painkillers. They have a little bit of a, oh, isn't Zach sweet moment? Maybe he says something red flaggy, probably. I don't know. Then we go back to the lab, and then Cam scares the shit out of Brennan this time by bursting into her office. You know, and you're just sitting there all quiet, and then somebody goes, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so Brennan, in this moment, figures out that the jawbone was treated for long-term storage with UV light, and she thinks that the rest of the bones of belonging to the lobbyist are actually in the Jeffersonian long-term storage or what we call limbo we were introduced to limbo in yes who i think okay also kelly i know you didn't really want to talk about that scene but that scene what? Had, had me questioning my thinking at the that hospital Hodgins didn't do it yes oh why what did he say because okay it wasn't even really what he said and it was kind of what he did because he so zach is sleeping and he walks in and zach wakes up angela's there and angela's telling hodgins that zach has not wanted any medication he doesn't want any painkillers nothing right right and he's like you know what i think sometimes you gotta step in and be a friend and every time that hot that that zach tries to speak right. he just keeps hitting Hitting and hitting and hitting the painkillers. So he's unable to to form any sort of like You're right. Sentence. Actually, I forgot about that, that he basically drugged Zach without his consent. Without his consent. And I was like, holy shit. Huh. I didn't think Hodgins did it. I but didn't even think of that. That's did so he? good. Wow. I was like, oh okay. my God. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to yeah. come back to that very, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. But so I love this next scene. <laughs> Go yeah, on. so the next scene, we go to Limbo. This is a big archive of all these bones from hundreds of years, and they have all these grad students that are up for whatever kind of internship jobs with the Jeffersonian, maybe, eventually. Maybe you recognize some of them, Brittany. I don't know if they come back. I didn't. No. I thought oh. for sure, because next season, we do get introduced to a lot of students. Right. That's not really a spoiler. That it's just like a, a change up no. to how they yeah. they do things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I thought maybe I'd recognize some faces, and none of them are oh. people who come back, and I was so disappointed by that. But what a lucky day for an actor to come in. They got to shoot for a few hours. They get a few lines, like so yeah. good. Like you know, make a few like extra bucks just talking science. Really cool. Regardless, That's really cool. They they let these students loose in the archive and. Uh, they they end up finding a whole bunch of bones that make up a full body of this lobbyist that they lay out on display on the bone table. A couple of students come forward with all their finders or findings. They're extra keen. But my favorite one was the one there, Brennan. <laughs> she Brennan follows her to the table. She's like, yes, we've already set up the bones and as they're anatomically correct. And Brennan's like, wow, that's very impressive. And she said, yes, well, I'm third in my class. And Brennan goes, oh, I'd like to meet the two people ahead of you. 
wrote down that too. I was like, so this girl looks so disappointed. <gasps> oh, <laughs> sick bird. Seriously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg, it took Greg 10 minutes to figure out what that meant. Like, he's like, why did she say that? What does she mean by that? What does that mean? And I was like, it's, and I tried to explain it to him. It took him so long to figure it out. And he's like, oh, oh, I was like, yeah, because she says this girl's good, but imagine how good those guys are, you know? Exactly. Wow. You're, yeah, you're really good, but one and two must be like really good. One great. and two must be primo, primo, primo. Regardless, <laughs> they, um, a couple things happen here. Because the students found all the bones and then they have to check the DNA. Obviously, Caroline's there as well. And she's very excited about, you know, finding out if this is the lobbyist. And they all kind of agree that it's quite possible. But then this other guy says, Brendan, I got something really weird over here. And he shows her a bunch of skulls where one particular tooth has been removed from each of those skulls. And I thought, oh, okay, so perhaps those teeth were used to make these man-made homemade dentures but they have to like she's not sure but she has to check right like she's not sure yeah that's anyway. their thinking which is insane and brennan runs out of the room because she's like oh holy shit i need to look at the mandible that zach was working on before the explosion yeah she has she it. has this she has this kind of epiphany moment, which she is has not a theory, a but she's not sure. And she makes her very upset because she's like, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute. So then we uh, move on to the next scene. But while you're talking about this, I have to bring, I'll bring up this thing that I want to bring up about. Okay. This. Come on. So we jump to the next scene in Cam's office and Caroline and Cam are there and they confirm that the DNA has matched DNA and the dental records have matched the lobbyists. So, they know for sure that this body that they've put together is in fact the body of the lobbyist, which is absolutely insane. And more and more yeah. proof that someone in the lab is involved, obviously. Mm -hmm. So Brennan is re-examining this mandible that Zach was looking at before this whole explosion incident and is on the forensic platform. And cam and brennan have a moment where it becomes very apparent to each other at least to me that something is not as it seems is brennan is realizing that zach has made a mistake that he that he told them something that was untrue and caroline and cam are like well okay you know what like mistakes happen whatever but cam and brennan are in agreement that it's not often that zach would make a mistake like this and it's very mm -hmm. unlikely he would make a mistake in this particular situation so it appears that zach has been lying to them and so she's on her computer back in her office when booth walks in yes okay. while you were talking I didn't pay attention to anything you said, but That's okay. I commend you on you continuing the flow. <laughs> but I wanted to show you the photograph that Cam brings up of the lobbyist. Okay. It's, it's basically a still from the last time he was on the show. Oh, it totally is. It's, it's not just so, like a regular picture. It's not a regular picture. It's like a... It's like a picture, a still from a... It's like a screenshot. Yeah! 
<laughs> it, made me laugh. it made me laugh because I was like, oh, my God, that picture is so funny. I didn't even uh, notice that. Oh, my God. So funny. Okay, where are we? Okay, so where we are is a very emotional moment for me, for you, and for Booth and Brennan. Okay. Mo- mainly for Brennan. Because okay. Brennan is in her office, she's on her computer, when, and Booth walks in. And Zach and Booth is like, oh, I heard Zach was wrong about the dentures. And and she's like, no, no, he knew. He knew what he was telling me. And he lied. Zach lied to me. And it's Zach booth zach is the killer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at this moment and even just talking about it like i got goosebumps because i was like even though i knew because i <sighs> zach is a fan favorite so we're gonna talk a you, bit later you say that a lot we're gonna talk about this in a second we are go on okay so obviously now they're gonna go to the icu where zach is and they're gonna have to talk to him Right. So next scene. Yes. Cam is Cam is reading to Zach. She's reading. I looked at the title. It's called the Functional Theory and Nonlinear Wave Patterns. It's like a science publication that she's reading out loud to him. She's having difficulty. She's being very cute about it. I am finding it a little unsettling how sweet and cute Cam is being in this moment. And I appreciate what you said. I heard you and I'll I will consider that for future okay. reference Fair. regardless Fair. booth and brennan show up to tell and uh, tell cam to leave basically so they're standing yeah. in the doorway and they're being very somber and they're looking at zach and cam knows exactly what's going on i think zach knows exactly what's going on and within yeah. like very short period of time like seconds he admits to everything immediately yeah. And he had this big plan where he was going to escape from the hospital, but they just would not leave him alone. Like everybody kept visiting him. So he didn't have a chance to like run away. Yeah. But Booth is being. mm -hmm. Sorry. He also didn't realize how bad his injuries were going to be. So yeah, he thought it was going to be this little explosion, but it was going to be big enough that it was going to cause this disruption that he needed to cause. And then he would be injured, but it wouldn't be like he'd, he'd heal from it and he would just sneak out. Right. So Booth is being very insistent that he tell him the identity of Gormagon. He's like, just tell me his name. Tell me his name. Tell me his name. Zach is acting a little bit, brainwashy in this moment very arguing about how wonderful gormagon is and so how logical booth is insisting on telling the name and zach is you know fighting back a little bit so brennan puts the kibosh on that and starts to have a a logic off with zach yeah like talking about the logic behind all of his decisions leading up to this point and at the end of the day Brennan points out a flaw in his logic because Zach risked the whole thing. He risked the whole plan because he didn't want to risk Hodgins's safety. Yeah. So then he capitulates and he tells Booth, like, I don't know the guy's name, but I, and I, I was take, I don't even know the address, but I will tell you this. He describes in great detail because he remembers when he got placed into the trunk of the dude's car, how fast he was going, what distance he went, the smells, the places, all the details of the house that he went to. 
And while this is happening, while he's describing in detail the house and how to get to Gormagon, we see Booth and all the FBI kind of SWAT team guys arrive at the location, go into the house, and then what happens? And then there's all these candles in this room that is sunken in. It looks like a cathedral, but it's supposed to be in some dude's house. And this super extremely tall, lanky guy with the creepy dentures. He's wearing the creepy dentures, and I guess he's eating some human flesh. And anyway, he whips this knife at some poor FBI agent and stabs him. But in the end, at the end of the day, he, there's all these guys with guns and just gives them an excuse to shoot him. And yeah, presumably he's dead. he's dead. But we have been talking this whole time because I kept talking about how creepy Zach was being and how weird he was being. But it was only he and I don't know the timeline here, but it, he says that the master, a.k.a. Gormagon, approached yeah. him three months ago only. At a symposium on burning plasma diagnostics. So it's only been three months that he's been his apprentice. When did he kill the lobbyist? Well, that's the thing. Is he the same apprentice? (laughs) Is that apprentice? Because we zoomed in on that guy's face and it was definitely not Zach. But maybe it was a guy that kind of looked like Zach, you know? Maybe. But close enough. Anyway, so the timeline is unclear, but Zach obviously has serious issues. And anyway, so they got him. The they killed Gormagon, and then next we have a scene at the hospital where basically Caroline is in the hospital room with Zach, and she's receiving his confession. Yeah, and she comes out of the hospital room. Everybody's there: Hodgins, Angela, Cam, Booth, Brennan. Well, Booth shows up sort of midway through the conversation, and Caroline. Oh, Sweets is there too, and Caroline says that they're going to sent like give him made a deal with Zach, and they're going to put him in a psych ward, like a psych hospital. And then Sweets yeah. starts arguing that Zach isn't crazy, and then Booth arrives there and grabs Sweets and says, "Shut the fuck up, Sweets!" Like yeah let them give this to bones (laughs) like give it because brennan's so upset about this like she was yeah he was her protege right yeah he looked up to her so much and but but caroline hits the nail on the head because all these people they're all they work with him worked with him and they admired him and they loved him but so they're all making excuses for how he could be involved in something so gruesome yeah. But Caroline is like, no, like this is, you can make every excuse you want in every book. You can claim it's logic, but all that happened here was a strong personality found a weak personality and took advantage of him. So anyway, yeah, yeah. which is true. Anyway, 100%. I, okay. <laughs> so we have our, our little send off to Eric, Eric Mulligan, basically in this last scene. Um, so we're saying goodbye to Zach, who they have a box of his stuff. I guess Booth had boxed up his stuff nicely for him. And this is all his favorite stuff. This is all right. the things that he found most memorable. And they're going through and they're they're talking about Zach like he's not someone who was involved in a bunch of serial killings. But anyway, um, so they... 
are talking about all these things like the king of the lab um trophy and all these things that are memorable to zach and each one of them they're pulling out something that one of them gave him mm-hmm. except that brennan realizes that there's nothing in there from her she never gave him anything she never gifted yeah. him anything right and so she kind of she runs off really upset she's extremely upset she goes and sits on the stairs and booth runs out after her after finding a letter in this box so he runs off and he's and then they have a, a very sweet heart-to-heart moment which is kind of funny it's a nice way to end our b-plot of their relationship and mm-hmm. a nice change from the very beginning of the episode where she was punching him in the face um and so he reads this letter to her and it says dear mr addy it is my pleasure to offer you the post of my intern in forensic anthropology post of my intern in forensic anthropology i chose you from hundreds of applicants because of your knowledge your desire to learn and because i feel you will find a home here and so he tells her like you did everything you could for him he found his home here and you gave him something great beyond something you can buy for him and they have this very sweet moment where she places her head on his shoulder and then he places his head on hers yeah and then the screen fades to black and it was just wonderful (laughs) i'm gonna say it here i'm gonna say it now i'll say it forever booth is the greatest friend ever he is he's so good was such a good friend and even though, like, oh, he should have told her he he wasn't dead, he did. He gave a list of people he he, to notify. Like, he did the, he followed protocol. He did his job. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. But now it's, like, it's even better because, like, now he knows, oh, okay, I need to be more, like, yeah, he just needs to give her more, right? So, yeah. Okay. This is a good way to push their relationship forward, I thought. Good way to end the season. What did you think of this episode? I love this episode, but it breaks my heart. Okay. I I hate that. Well, also, I watched this entire season knowing that Zach was Gormagon's apprentice, which was a little <laughs> bit rough. But I really, really like Zach's character in season one and two. And I think they did a disservice to his character in season three with the right, the way they wrote his character. Yeah. They also, I was reading about it, about this today. So I could be a little bit more informed, but in some cases, writers will write a character off of a show at the request of an, of the actor or actress. In this case, he did not want to leave the show. It was not his choice to leave the show. They just were in the middle of this writer strike and they came up with this brilliant idea as they were filming season three. And it it came up sort of as they were writing season three. They didn't start with this idea that Gormagon's apprentice was going to be Zach. And they called him into his into their office. The writers or the showrunners called him into their office um, to, earlier in the season as they were filming the episodes and told him that this is the the way that the story was going to go. So I think that that's why his character got weird. Because he was told about it before his character had actually met Gormagon. So the acting, like he was acting like he had met Gormagon, but I don't think he actually had. Anyway, so it was, it's disappointing. We'll see if we see him again. I loved his character season one and two. What did you think? 
I just don't have the same relationship with Zach that you do. Okay. I was never like he was Zach. I didn't really have an attachment to him. Okay. I understand why people liked him, obviously, but this is insane. Like this whole insane. Like it's completely out of left field. I think it was definitely a rush job, but you know what? This is not the only season of television that suffered the year of the writer's yeah. strike. I remember watching my, you know, one of the best television shows of all time, The Wire, and their season that ended the year of the writer's strike was crazy. It was crazy what they did to that show. And I just, I don't like this. And the way they found the whole Garmagon thing, I thought there would be more of a more ceremony to it. You know what I mean? Like it would be somebody really significant. Like, like, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. The serial killer we love. Um, shit. Uh, help me, help me, help me, please. Somebody's screaming. I'm in, so at us right bad. Now. Oh, <laughs> I usually names. remember everything. I'm blaming the, it all where the on, actor had um, passed away. The actor has passed, passed away. away. It's blonde what is that in the guy's game. name? That one, blonde in the game. Sorry, I'm looking here. The serial killer named Howard Epps. Howard Epps. Howard Epps. Yes. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> anyway, Howard Epps was a big bad. He was a big bad. And Gor Gorgonzola, I mean, he's been teased for how long now? Like, this has been going on. And it's crazy. It's I found it just so rushed, you know. And uh, yeah, okay. So it was it suffered because of the writer's strike. I understand all that, but because you know the secret society and the capitalism and the symbolism and blah blah blah. Like it seemed more involved and convoluted. There was so much build up, and then we end up with this random lonely weirdo with weird dentures on. How is he convincing people to? do this yeah i don't know you would think that i would have thought that zach's character was close enough to brennan that he would have mentioned it to her or this weird something. this weird guy approached me this guy i i met this guy at this conference like nothing it was no, so literally nothing anyway it, i don't think it was handled uh, perfectly but what can you you know nothing's perfect right yeah uh, otherwise i enjoyed uh i prefer Booth and Brennan in this place of, I like this. This is like a, the way they're navigating this dynamic is interesting to me. I like, I like that Booth is so, like when he was in the bathtub and he yelled at her, he stood up, he's naked, ha ha ha. That was a moment from, I don't know if you know a TV show, it's called Who's the Boss? Have you ever heard of Who's the Boss? I have heard of, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've heard of oh, it. Oh, it's a classic. So it was Judith Light, Tony Danza, Alyssa Milano, 80s sitcom. And there's a classic okay. moment where she comes out of the bath and she's, and he's a nanny that lives in the house. Like as a nanny that lives there with his daughter. He helps her raise. Anyway, she comes out of the bathtub. She's naked. He walks into the bathroom. Oh, it's like a big moment in television like history and it's like it was like that for me like when booth stood up and he was all naked but then the way he capitulates to her he defers to her he bends to her and he says you know i'm sorry mea culpa he's always very 
very humble. You know, he's like, I, okay. He's more interested in them having harmony. He yes. doesn't want to fight with her. Yes. I like that he's listening to her and he's careful of her feelings, you know. I like that part. Yeah. Sure. And in in the same way, she's when we were first introduced her and the way that they present her often is this person who doesn't understand social cues and is socially inept, but when she deals with him, there's that kind of goes out the window almost now. She seems to they their relationship has developed to a point where yeah. she seems to understand him on another well, level. She trusts him. Trusts is the right and word. And yeah. because he is more flexible, like he's more co- cognizant of social cues, he's able yes. to sort of okay, this is what she's doing right now. So I'm going to step back and I'm not going to react. And then she has time to sort of gather herself and try to articulate like what she's really feeling. So I I find this, I hope that this continues. I'm looking forward to deeper connection with those two, like figuring out, I okay romance moments I know they get together guys spoiler whatever <laughs> but right now again I enjoy way better than I last year with the wedding and all that shit this season finale for those for Booth and Brendan specifically everybody else is kind of meh which is yeah. too bad because with Eric Milligan being written off the show like that it's kind of shitty like the send-off yeah. is kind of shitty it's like kind of an afterthought and that's too bad that's really too bad it is too bad i did like his character like you said i feel you like liked I him have, young you i like liked him, him. <laughs> i feel like i had a, a bigger attachment to his character than you did but yeah and that could be because i am watching it again but and now that i'm because i'm watching this all again with you that i'm i know that he's missing from the later seasons and watching yeah. again it's kind of more like i'm reminiscing about him yeah no the, i hear what you're show. saying i hear you it's like when i, I watch when i rewatch the wire characters are introduced like in season one that i'm like oh my god like you don't know how much you miss a character until you yeah. see them and you're like oh this character like is a game changer or you're like ah, yes. oh, this i love this arc i love this story it's like yes. so well done so i get it i totally understand i think that. that's why who's your are we gonna start with king lab or lab yes. rat? do you want to start with lab king. rat king. king who's your king okay i think ours is, is the it? same what is mine it? is booth oh okay see <laughs> i was worried that I give him the king, the kingship all the time. I do. This I is give like Booth the first time I have, I think. But I want to do something different because I was just thinking as we were talking about it, like just for just for symbolism's sake, we will give it to Zach. I want to give it to Zach as the king of the lab. Last, you know what I mean? Season ender, a send off, a send off as king of the lab because it's brought up several times i agree with you because booth is an excellent friend in this episode he's very honest and sincere in all of his interactions with people i i loved i loved him in this episode he was definitely definitely my favorite but i think just just for symbolism sakes i'm gonna give it to zach okay 
Yes. Who's your lab rat? Sweets. That yes. guy. He Boo. needs to learn when to shut up. <laughs> I not... love sweets. I love I that character. Up. But <sighs> this 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 episode, he was so out of character. He was a brat. And he, he was, was being such a brat. Yeah, that's exactly oh. it. He was awful. So oh my god. Anyway. I I will miss Zach. I'm excited to see where things go next because we're going to get to know a lot of characters in season four. Um, lots of new characters. Zach leaving is obviously disappointing, but it does open up the opportunity for us to get to new new get to know new characters. New characters. And we might see a few familiar faces that popped up a couple times in the past. Well, we already know our friend Clark comes back. We talked about this. Yes. I was glad to hear that he's he continues to stay with this show which is great i think he's a great addition um especially we need some people of color like no clark being in this episode though i think or in in this going forward i think he adds a nice element um anyway we'll see we're gonna get introduced to quite a few new characters and it's very exciting obviously we're gonna have to see what the impact of zach's fate is going to be on the on all these uh different squints so speaking of zach i have a question i forgot yes did zach put the package the mandible package on the platform i think so yes you believe that he did okay i think that it's the only way that it could have gotten there because he would have had to scan unless somebody showed up a messenger just dropped it off it says Dr. Brennan, everybody and their dog knows who she is, apparently. She probably has a designated parking spot. Probably. I do think it was Zach, though. That's my official opinion. I just was curious. I I think. Anyway, I... (laughs) Oh, it breaks my heart that Zach is off the show, but... Yeah. Moving forward. Yes. And onward so yes so we'll say goodbye to season three thank you so much for listening to this episode thanks for listening to this season we're very excited to get on the next season is going to be a long one we're going to see how it really feels to be a uh, watch a full season of uh this show but uh, any closing remarks for season three Brittany? R.I.P. Zach, even though he's not actually gone. (laughs) He's just going to an insane asylum. You will be missed. Yes, we will miss you, uh, Zach Addy slash Eric Milligan. It's going to be very weird and different. I'm worried. I don't know. I think the show is going to it's going to have so much money behind it now that it's going to get real flashy. There's going to be crazy special effects. There's going to be more explosions. There's going to be more fire. There's going to be more (laughs) blood. There's going to be more of everything. They might even leave the country go on a little road trip or something. That would be a fun twist. Well, that's like where the money goes, right? When they fly somewhere and film on location. So we'll see. Like Toronto, Canada. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just an idea. Yes. 
follow us on Instagram, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff to help uh, boost our listenership. Uh, maybe eventually we'll get a sponsor to help pave to host uh, this bloody uh, data on some server somewhere on the ether. That would be great if you could help <laughs> us out. Also, you could email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on, like I said, Instagram. I had to start a new TikTok because it had been so long since I posted anything. They basically dumped it. So oh, no. I think it's Squintcast Podcast, but you'll find it if you look up Squintcast on TikTok. I Believe me, I'm going to start posting more videos on there too. Anyway, thank you again for listening to this episode of Squintcast. Squintcast. Yay! Bye! Bye! See you next season! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! <laughs>